Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another segment of the Cisco and Falzone Hour Broadcasting Politics with Mark Falzone and Cisco Acosta. How are you, uh, Mark? I am doing well, thank you. Uh, you know, did you see my township made the news? Middletown Township. No, apparently no, they, no. they had a big. They, they had a big party, a bunch of, I guess, teenagers, young adults, and now they're saying there's a coronavirus outbreak because of the party. <laughs> uh, interesting. Well, anything to uh, draw attention, huh? But yeah, anyway, especially Middletown. Especially Middletown. Middletown. Mid- Mid- Middletown is the heart of the, bast- the GOP bastion of Monmouth County. Yep. I'm familiar. I'm familiar with that area, Middletown, uh, and, and Central and South Jersey. It's my area. Tonight we have a special guest, uh, po- political media analyst Ken Lacordo. Uh, is the founder of the newly launched Media Action Network. Ken was a senior executive at the Fox News Channel from 1998 to 2016 where for the last decade he headed the editorial team at Fox News. So it's a good thing he got out of there when he did uh, sit so because uh, that way he didn't have any uh, sexual allegations hurled against him. You know, I got out, I got out right before the axis came down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, oh and, I t- God, and I tell yeah. you, you know, I, I kind of joke about that, and I was there – I was there probably maybe for three or four months after after Roger Ailes was uh, was pushed out. It really did change the tenor inside of it. You know, I had uh, you know some female employees were like, "Huh, I'm surprised you'd you'd you'd, you'd uh, pass on a story like that that a woman wrote." And 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 you know, and everybody was joking about, uh, "Hey, you know, the lawsuits and this and that." But some took it very seriously, and uh, you know, it's some of the crappiest reporting around. When you when you see that it took CNN over 24 days to report on the charges against Joe Biden made by a woman, it took them five hours to report on the charges made against Fox, and of course all they do is regurgitate the, the charges that are coming out of a, out of a lawsuit, spit that out, get one denial or something from Fox, and they call that journalism. And and the Spectator actually did a good story today. This is the UK Spectator. Right. On that, on that, how the you know, on on the one of the suits where things are just starting to fall apart on it because she said she was on on a certain day and that somebody said X to her and that wasn't true and Tucker was actually with his wife on the night that she said that he said he wasn't. I mean, it was, uh, you know, it's when you when you dangle that kind of money in front of people, uh, wild things can happen. Now, yeah, Ken, also, you have lawyers that are just more willing. Uh, you, you know, I could see the lawyer who's uh, filing these charges, you know, chuckling at the local uh, tavern about what he's, aha, uh-huh, I'm going to get Fox, aha, uh-huh, aha. Uh-huh. Well, and a lot of times they get them without even a fight. You know, it's like how many of those, how many of those cases have gone to trial? You know, zero. Zero of but, those cases have, have gone to a, to a trial for a sexual harassment at, at, at Fox News. Um, but Ken, Ken, I want to sure. touch on something really quickly. How drastically has Fox changed from when Roger Ailes was running the show? You know, I, I think it's changed modestly. I don't think it's uh, – I mean, look, the primetime lineup is actually more conservative than it was before. 
Um, uh, you know, Tucker, uh, you know, Bill O'Reilly was not a movement conservative, but he was a conservative. Greta was no conservative. She was a she was an honest and good gal who who was really a centrist, probably leans left. So in a weird way, that has has uh, uh, has has gotten more conservative. I'd say some of the daytime and the weekend hours, you you just see them kind of following along the the whatever the liberal narrative is out there, and that's 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 hard. It, it, that's that that's easy for a news operation to fall into, even if they don't try. They all live in New York. They they walk by the newspapers. They they read all their stuff on the internet, and they just kind of go along with the flow. And sometimes you need somebody to say, wait, wait, wait. Is that really? Is that really? Do we need to keep talking about the president wearing a mask all day? Is that what we? Is that is that <laughs> mandated on us just because that's what all the other guys are doing? Um, and I also finally on top of that, we are also in a in, in a period of time where we are less tolerant. Of hearing the other side, and, and that includes me. I, I would type, I would watch a little bit of of there and see Donna Brazil, and I'm like, ah, I can't stand this. But we had Hannity and Combs. We had, you know, we always had liberal and Democratic ho- uh, hosts. We always had had, uh, you know, more conservative than than liberal certainly. We always had had guests who represented the other side. These days, it's it's you know the game has changed a lot. I mean, I mean you know I don't think CNN would be any different if they were completely being programmed by the DNC. And I actually think that Fox News is a little bit more fair. They try to get some uh, some Democratic positions out there, and and that bothers us sometimes because that's right. not what we're used to. Yeah, I, yeah, I, and I also, see who in their right mind hired Paul Ryan? I knew they were going downhill. You know what? He actually was hired not at the at the Fox News level. He was hired uh, to be on the board of like the mother company. So yeah. that was a Murdoch who who brought him in. Um, you know, the father's still around. He's still running the thing. So it's not like Paul Ryan would be walking into the Fox News channel and doing anything on there. But well, no, you know, it means he has a voice up there with the boss's it. boss's boss type of thing. Look, Rupert Murdoch is very personally conservative. His son's less so. I think James right. Uh, right. The, the, is, is probably the most liberal. The one who probably looks like he's going to end up running Fox News uh, when, when his dad steps aside uh, will, will be Lachlan. Lachlan's, I would say, more of a moderate guy. I've been in meetings with him. I never saw him say anything political. I think he just wants to have a successful business there because it's a successful business. You know, they're clearing – a billion and a half dollars profit a year. So, so even if they hated it, that's not something you screw around with lightly because that, that turns you into one of the most powerful people in the world if you have, have that kind of a fire hose of money coming through. Now, now, yeah, wow. the, but now the ownership has changed because it's, uh, the, the, the Saudis have an investment in you know, I forget whether that guy sold it. So, so what it was? Look, they've always been public, and Rupert has basically always had enough. And because and Rupert's a really, really smart guy, he's always had an ability to kind of have controlling stock. And they did that through one of these things where you could buy two types of stock in in in, in News Corp, or you know, it's gone through different names. And and one type of stock was a little bit better financial return, but you didn't get to vote on the board of directors. Another type of stock was a little bit worse of a, of a of one, but you were the ones who controlled the board. And Rupert Rupert never owned a majority of that. I think he owned like thirty percent of it. But in a in a public company, that's enough to to do that. The Saudi guy, um, Prince bin Alawid, who right. he was the one who yeah. they threw in jail. He was the one that got in a Twitter a Twitter fight with uh, with with Donald Trump, who slapped the living heck out of him. 
Mm-hmm. And and he was always a a big uh, a big investor in it. And I'm not sure if he still is or not. Okay. Okay. So definitely. So uh, we're, we're we're looking at we're looking at the 2020 election, and and Fox seems to be you know with, with the exception of Tucker and and Hannity, and and um, or Ingram you know, and or, everybody or, else, or, 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 or just it, it it appears that they're basically every every day I see a different poll coming out of Fox. It's it's it, you know attacking the the president to a certain degree. Well, I mean, look. I, all the polls were pretty much wrong last time, and yes. but but look, even Rasmussen is is not saying that the president is up. I mean, there's no pollster, no serious pollster is is by their methods is is showing that Donald Trump is is winning or within two or three points. Um, I don't think he's ten down, twelve down. I don't know if these polls mean all that much yet. It's like, look, I know a lot of conservatives are mad at Trump for 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 you know, listening too much to Fauci, for not going hard enough against some of these idiotic cities where they're yanking down statutes and, and pe- peeing on all over the place. And, 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 of course, liberals hated him from the get-go. So, but right now, it's really not a Trump-Biden race, is it? It's really, it's tr- when, when people are, are being asked about Donald Trump and even asked about the presidential campaign, it kind of doesn't feel like a presidential race is going on. It's kind of like Trump versus Trump. And, you know, Trump doesn't poll well when he's Trump versus Trump. Um, I don't think people are literally making that connection yet that, okay, there are two paths we can go down. We can go down this path with the president, who I may love, I may hate, I, I, I may be upset with, or we can go down the path with this other guy, and, and here's what that path looks like. And I just think even though we're, we're close to the election, this whole COVID thing, and, you know, you saw that Trump canceled the convention and all of this, there hasn't been a head-to-head kind of – it doesn't feel like a presidential campaign that I've ever been, been around with. Do you guys? I mean, okay. Does it feel like, like there's a campaign going on? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Um, I, I, I think that the whole situation with the campaign uh, right now, COVID has just taken – the attention away from 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 the campaign or any any other pol- uh, political uh, issues, it's which which may very well with- be the reason why they talk about COVID every night. Right, right. So, I mean- um, so I, this whole thing with um, which was what caught my attention was this whole fight back against conservative boycotts by Go- Goya. That was a pretty pretty horrible horrible um, choice that the liberals did by, by attacking Goya because now there's a rationing for Goya products. <laughs> yeah. So look, it, it was an interesting case study. So, so, you know, you saw what happened. A, a, a Hispanic head of a Hispanic food company goes and says something nice about the president. Um, a couple of the top Twitterers, uh, AOC and, uh, and Julian Castro, if you recall, he ran for president yeah. for 10 or 15 minutes. Um, said, oh, well, we should boycott and we should stop buying this stuff. And on cue, the, the National Press Corps jumped onto that. There was no serious boycott going on. There was no uprising by Goya eaters around. It was literally a couple tweets by these people. And the boycott was really created by CNN, The Washington Post, New York Times. Right. They all did stories literally before sundown. There was a dozen stories about this, this burgeoning and, 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 and increasing, you know, increasing boycott. 
all all a figment of of this is how the press and liberal politicians kind of work hand in hand is is you know they see something and they say oh goody we we think we can we think we can uh, you know hurt the president let's do this story well the the downside to them on this one was was twofold one is the guy didn't you know, it wasn't like he was like, I'm taking Goya money and I'm, I'm giving it to the president. I mean, he, you know, he said something mildly nice to the president. The other thing is that there was just an underlying feeling of racism on that. Look, if he would have been a white dude who was in charge of, a, of an insurance company, nobody would have said boo. But instead, they turned on him because he was a Hispanic who was supporting the president. And, of course, that can't be. So that, that just felt like, wow, you're, you're, you're boycotting a Spanish, Hispanic, Latino, Cuban. You know, they, they do a number of things, but, but it's all in, in that, that genre company to fight racism because he's brown and he's not supposed to think that way. It just felt really – it was disgusting. And so, you know, we encouraged people and others jumped on it. And, and, and a lot of people had that same idea at the same time, which is, hey, this is a way to kind of fight back against this nonsense. Let's, let's buy this stuff. Let's, let's have a boycott instead of a boycott. But yes. conservatives are going to have to start. It was a fun little win, and, and Goya is going to be fine. But conservatives have to kind of think more on those upstream fights. I mean, you know, Glenn Beck, when he was on Fox News, uh, um, boycott campaigns against him really hurt the bottom line for his show. They made that show almost not profitable. And ironically, this was by um, oh shoot, what's, what was the guy's name? Vern, gosh, shoot, black guy who was the uh, who was the who was the uh, uh, green czar under Obama. Oh, got a show now on CNN. Van Jones. Van Jones. Yes. Yes. So. He actually started the boycott. You know, he went from being arrested in 1992, being a self-declared communist, starting Color of Change, a, a black advocacy group in 2005, running, uh, uh, which which then led the boycott against uh, against Glenn Beck. Right when he went into the White House and worked for a few years in the White House, and now he has a CNN show. I mean, that's kind of how the democratic media complex works. It's, it's, it's a pinging back and forth between activists, politicians, and the media. And, and we saw that in this Goya thing. So, so Republicans are going to have to worry about advertisers on Tucker Carlson's show or Sean Hannity's show. They're going to have to worry more as, as they move on about getting conservatives into the news media, getting conservatives, getting a few conservative professors onto college campuses so they don't teach kids you know, how much America sucks. I mean, right. Republicans have to get better at thinking upstream the things that turn into campaigns as opposed to just fighting the, the, the issue du jour. Definitely. And Democrats are great at that. They've taken over media. They've taken over entertainment. They've taken over education in America. And each of those three entities affects how Americans view politics and view the world, and each of those three entities is 90% plus lockstep in with the Democratic ideals. Well, you know, you, your advice is so fantastic because it's great because I think we have – Elisa, are you on the line? Yes, I'm here. How are you, gentlemen? How are you today? Okay. Perfect. Ken, Ken basically just gave – Elisa is running for New York State Senate against a very, very, very uh, strong – well, I wouldn't say strong, but he's a very party-driven Democrat in New York. And mm -hmm. the advice that, that Ken was just making in regards to how conservatives and Republicans need to, to attack and, 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 
and campaign is basically something that you may, uh, may be interested in knowing. Correct. Well, she's got a campaign to win. This is a, you know, the fight that I'm talking about is a 10-year fight. It is, it is literally, you know, we need to, we need to make changes in those large entities. Um, you know, she, she's got a 90-day, 90-day uh, knife fight to win a campaign. So that's, uh, not yep. sure if, if my advice is good for her. <laughs> well, right, right. Elisa was coming on after, after you, Ken. But I wonder, <laughs> because I know you're running short on time. I, I want to touch on the Media Action Network. Um, when did that start, and, and uh, what's current status of it? So, so this is something that I, I – look, I've been in news for 25 years. And it's gone crazier and crazier. It, it's literally the, the most of the news media has gone from kind of biased to just outright advocacy for a political side. And 90% of them are on the Democratic side and 10% are on, on the Republican side. Literally, Republicans have, you know, one and a half news channels they can look at on TV, uh, um, no newspapers, a couple online places, and, and some AM radio. And, and what I set up is a, is a media action network, and it's basically like, look, if you're tired of just bitching about the liberal media and you actually want to get in and be able to do things to change it around, that's what we're offering the opportunity to do. So part of that is exposing them because they continually act like they're, like, like they're centrist and like they're objective and like they're the referees in this fight when we know that that's not the truth. And so every day we can, we can thump them on the head for that. Another part of it is, is to protect their victims because – whether it is it is social media campaigns going against people, whether it is is the Goya boycott that was as much a product of of CNN and Washington Post as it was a a tweet from from Ocasio Cortez uh, to to defend those people, and then the long term goal is to is to build up more outlets on the right. I mean, if everybody's going to the mattresses, and that's what's happening in the news media, it's been happening really pre-Trump. It's been happening for at least the last at least the last seven, eight years, it's been getting more and more out there for economic reasons, for political reasons. But Republicans are going to be in, in, in trouble if, if, if they don't start building up more of, 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 their, of, of, of media that is sympathetic to them as opposed to sympathetic to the other, other side. And it's like, you know what? I don't want to die in a country where the media still runs 90% of the narrative here. And, and we don't have to. But we actually have to think about it. We actually have to look at strategies. We have to say, and, and, and it's too long for me to talk about it in two minutes, but, I mean, everything from fighting, fighting online censorship to building up, to building up competing entities like, like Pushing Parlor and getting out there as a, as, a, as a Twitter alternative, to building up competing ad networks, to getting, you know, to getting something more than just Fox News being the only TV place where you don't hear, hear the Democratic candidate being, being praised as Caesar and the Republican candidate being kicked in the head. So we do petitions, we do, uh, we, you know, we, we do direct calls to action against some of the reporters who are out there pretending their games. Um, we do a number of things. Right now we're, we're building up lists so we can start helping out some of Tucker's, Tucker Carlson's advertisers because he's right in, he's the one they all want to kill right now. And, and we need to have more boycotts than just, just one Hispanic food company. It, it needs to, we need to think in terms of changing the media so that at least it's a fair fight. At least there's 50-50-ish right. conservative outlets versus liberal outlets since nobody's really playing the centrist game anymore. That's the only way that we're going to win and that she's going to have like a fair footing in her campaign. Because I ran for office, and it's, it's, it's horrific because they will take 
her 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 opponent's statements, and they'll just run with it. And they'll just be like, well, Senator so-and-so said it. And they will get her stuff, and they will look at it frame by frame like it's the Zapruder film of Kennedy's assassination. And they'll say, well, you know, in, in, in paragraph three, you said shall, but really you meant will? Or, or can you explain that for me? I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I, I see how that works. And until we have a, a media that's more balanced – Gals like her are going to have an uphill fight because she's going up against a strong headwind. So that's what we do at the Media Action Network. We get out a daily action alert, and and we allow people to kind of help get involved uh, on a number of different ways. Okay, and and, and can you give us the website, any other information? Sure, best way is it's it's – it's those three words, Media Action Network, and, okay. and our main way of communicating, because I don't trust any Googles, Twitters, or anything anymore, is we have a daily email that we send out people saying, here's, here's our projects, here's what we're working on, can you help oh, okay. on this, and, and, and okay. updates on that. Well, we want to work with you, uh, Ken, on anything that, that will enhance and, and advance um, the Republican conservative uh, message. So... Definitely, uh, we, we need to stay in touch, and def- and we want you to come back. I know that you're running short on time, and uh, and we look forward to a, a, a quick and informative update in regards to your new uh, Media Action Network. Terrific. Well, look, I appreciate you having me, and, uh, and good luck with you guys. All right. Thank you. That was Ken LaCorda, the founder of the new launch Media Action Network. And now we have Elisa. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to be on your talk show. Thank you for thinking of me. I appreciate that. Definitely, definitely. Ken had mentioned that he he was going to be on only for 15 minutes, and he he extended the the time. But I wanted... I wanted him to mention some things to you because I know that you're running, and this is another outlet that can help you. Uh, yes, and, absolutely. And getting your message. Um, getting your message. Yes. Yeah. So, who's uh, our host? Also, Mark. Welcome, um, Elisa. She is from uh, running in the District 11 which is, includes College Point, Whitestone, Bayside, Flushing, Hollins, and parts of Belt Rose, Douglaston, and Little Neck. And I'm, I'm familiar with that area because I went to school in, in, in Bayside. Yeah. Me too. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm Not me. I went to Flushing High School. Flushing with the core <laughs> EJ Corvettes. Flushing, Mason yeah. Flushing used to be yeah. a huge shopping hub. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, um, well, I'm running. I'm running. In, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. My bad. Oh, I, I just wanted to just mention that that you are running against uh, Senator John Liu. Correct. Who who represents? Go ahead. Correct. Okay. So uh, basically, I think what Tom was just saying is 150 percent correct, and that is that. Um, the Republicans need to be better at what the Democrats are really, really good at, um, if that makes any sense. So what happens is when I came out, and just so you know my background, Mr. Senator Liu is not just running against a woman named Lisa Nahum. He's actually running against a woman who's multicultural. My mother is 100% Puerto Rican. I speak Spanish fluently. Okay. I'm also a Jewish person. My religion is Judaism. Uh, have a little Greek in me as well. 
Um, I've been a resident of Flushing my whole life. I've been here for 45 years. I've aligned myself with the community in a very positive way. Um, I've always contributed to my community. I care about my community. Um, I owned a mortgage company and provided mortgage and uh, mortgages and uh, other resources to the community. I also owned a bar for a short period of time and then sold it. So I'm a businesswoman. I'm pretty savvy. I'm quick on the tongue. And I'm really not that politically um, diplomatic. So um, I am running this race really to show the Queen's people here that the person they have in office now is playing out dangerous. Let me give you some examples. Uh, He is a co-sponsor of the bail reform to start with. The bail reform here in New York is horrific. Mm -hmm. If you read the bill, you would actually throw up. They had no exception even to animals. They put the dogs and the cats in there as well. They put pedophilia they put, um, you know, first and second degree murder. I mean, it's just really, if you look at it, you're thinking it's a plan to destroy us at a much faster speed. Um, and then at the same time, he also was part of a committee who um, was pushing the 50A program, um, and that also was a bill that puts the police officers in some compromising positions. He also is, part, is the chairman, I believe, or very high position with the Board of Education that's a complete disaster. So what he's doing to his Asian community, which is really all he's got right now, everybody has for him running and marching with Black Lives Matter. So he made my job a lot easier. Secondly, or thirdly, I don't even know what number I'm up to, but I'm very well aligned with the police here in my community. I have visited them, and I have spoken to them, and I almost cried to them because, listen, I'm a lifelong resident of New York City, and I've been on the trains, and I've been mugged on the trains. Mm-hmm. I know the trains. I know what happens when law and order is compromised. I know what happens when we don't have enough police on the ground. Back in the 70s and the 80s, we were there. And if you took mm-hmm. the train, you knew you were going to get mugged, raped, or killed. It was really a chance you were taking just to visit somebody. So all of these things create what's called a very uncomfortable surrounding. And what's happening is especially to the Asian community, when they kind of look for guidance, they look, they look for someone to kind of tell them sometimes what's the way to go. And because he's Asian, he snowed them, and they know it now. So he's kind of doing it himself, but also because of my personality, and I really have very little fear factor, which helps me in pushing my agenda, and that is to restore law and order, completely get rid of that bail reform, and work with other constituents that are like, that feel the same way I do, and have the interest of the citizens. The Democrats do not care about us. And that is something, it's a bad reality, and a lot of lists don't want to hear it. They say I'm too aggressive, I shouldn't talk like that. They don't want to hear the truth. But here right. is the truth. We are almost done in New York. We lose right. one or two more seats and put a cherry on it. Nobody know, you know, very few people understand what they're doing to realtors and investors. Well, guess right. what? This is real estate person. 
So I will tell you that they're trying to get the realtors out of the way. They want to use Zillow to do all their business, and they want to completely wipe out the realtors. And so what they do is they make you the bad guy first. So now you're the bad guy, you're, you're discriminatory, you're, you're asking too many questions. First they control you. Then once they have you under control, then they start to pick apart the industry piece by piece. And then after that, they come in gangster style with Soros and company, and they just come in and take over the whole thing. So we're at a turning point in New York City. And when I'm campaigning, I'm making myself very clear, very clear. Whether you like the way I speak or not, I am not Willy Wonka. I am not going to sugarcoat this. It is reality, and the reality is that we are going in a very dangerous situation, a dangerous position right now. Um, we have a mayor and governor who are gangsters. They need to be taken away. In fact, I just made a comment today on Twitter that I think that Cuomo could possibly be a war criminal. Let me explain to you why. Because when you have knowledge that other other people are attacking other people, right. and you're, you're aware of it, and you're letting it happen, how is that any different than Germany? Right. Hey, you know what? We've been here before. You know what I mean? We, we, maybe not us, but we've seen what happens to countries and states that have been taken over by the complete left. So there's no balance in New York. It's all left. And so that's Definitely. what you're seeing now. You're seeing the irrational... Emotional. They they base their laws on emotion. They don't base right. them on the best interest of the citizens. And that's what I'm coming in to do. And I'm very aggressive and my heart is in it 150%. So right. I am running, despite this bullcrap, I'm running a pretty nice campaign thus far with very little funds, but me. You see, it's me. So when I talk to people, we're having a fundraiser now, we're building things up and we're going to go out, and we're going to be campaigning. So I have the Republican line, I have the conservative line, and I'm in the process, God willing, I'm going to get the independent line. And Zia only has one line, and I'll have three. And not only that, but I'm also meeting with all my community people in different sections, because we have all our volunteers and we're organizing, but I'll be meeting with people and explaining to them the dangers. I will be giving out a copy of the bail reform so they can have knowledge to be able to make a decision. But I feel New York is in complete danger right now. And unless, you're right, all hands on deck. You know how many times I've said that? All hands on deck. When I say all hands on deck, I I mean every single Republican in Queens should be on this this train with me because I will secure Queens. I live here. I'm a married woman and a mother and a businesswoman. I live here, and I, this is my community. I will not be driven out. And I expect nobody else wants to be driven out either. Definitely. Uh, seven three two five three nine. do you have a question for Lisa? Uh, not at the moment. I'm listening, and uh, I just uh, kind of agree with everything that she's saying. And I just think that she needs to really keep doing what she's doing. And uh, people have to start listening uh, to her. And I'm hoping that she'll get somewhere. Uh, Thank you, by the way, uh, for taking my call. But I'm very interested in what I'm – because I'm from New Jersey, which is 
you know, the same, almost the same. It's not as bad <laughs> as New York. <laughs> Nothing could be bad as New York, and and that's what I think she's worried about because New York is going to be gone. No, New York with, is with, between. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. just. It, I mean, it's going down the tube so fast, right. and I love so the fast. cops. And and I mean, I've been in New York a lot, and the police have always been wonderful there. I've never seen anything as bad as I see now. And I, yeah. you know, I don't know how you're going to. Thank gonna, you. I mean, you need you need people that are going to listen because there's well, stupid it's, people it's out funny. there. It's funny. Um, I'm sorry. God, I was going to okay. make a point that when I first got the endorsements, uh, I was so excited. I put a press release together, and I have to say, I must have sent it to about 50 people, and that's including Fox, and that's including Laura Ingram, and that's including. Uh, Tucker, and that's including all all of our buddies that I've been watching shows for God knows how long, and I have not gotten one response. I even called the White House and spoke to the press. So I'm doing my very, very best um, to really get it out there, and I'm working. You know, if I win this election, it's going to be a miracle, but I'll tell you that I know God pushed it right into me because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm just thinking that, you know, at this point, uh, hopefully good will prevail against evil, which is now amongst us for sure, no doubt about it. And it's Definitely. making citizens nervous, uneasy, and it's actual, I see it as abuse, if you really want me to spell it out. I see it as a lot of emotional abuse that the citizens have been taking for the past three years. We have not, like Mr. Trump, President Trump or not, we have been tortured by these liberals. Our president has been tortured, not even taking one penny as a salary. Um, all that goes unnoticed. You know, some of my liberal Jews, I try to explain to them, listen, guys, you, you can't be blind. And, you know, they're like, well, you know, I don't know this and that. I don't know what to do. I don't like his hair. I don't... And they're not looking at the real issue here. They're not looking at the salvation that this man has kind of done um, in a lot of different ways. Now, had he not been tortured three years, I'm pretty sure he would have even gotten further. But they don't want him to be further. They want destruction. You have to understand that. The Democratic Party is not Democrats anymore. They are liberal, progressive, socialist, Marxist. And Van Jones, I was listening to that too, because I also fought on the Board of Education for Common Core. Common Core. You have right. the most powerful teachers union in New York City. Every teacher walked in and taught Common Core with not one single mouth. Instead yeah. of what they could have done was fought it. You understand what I'm saying? Because they have the army. Just don't do it. So unfortunately, the complacentness could kill us. Okay? Definitely. Bad choices, voting in Democrats could kill us. I mean, that's the reality. So... Listen, I'm out there as best as I can, share my information with everyone, and hopefully, right. by the grace of God, you know, maybe Tucker will put me on Fox and I can have a short conversation. Um, I have been on some news stations already, and I do have a website, Elisa Nahum for NY Senate. Oh, yeah. Um, we're going um, yeah. we're, we're, we're to get to all of that. Mark. Okay. Uh, you have, <laughs> Sorry. You have a, you, no problem. You have a question for Elisa? Uh, no, I just wanted to ask her. Uh, Aren't those neighborhoods still heavily uh, Indian? And is she reaching out to the Indian community and the Hindu community? You know what? It really isn't. It's it's very mixed. Um, I do have the data 
to show the different, you know, the different sectors mm-hmm. and groups and ethnicities. Please do. Yeah, please do. Um, in a long time. Please do. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm going to answer. <laughs> That's okay. It's kind of mixed right now, but I will tell you the Indians are very strong because I've done many different transactions and also they they live amongst me, of course. Um, they're very strong in education and safety. So they mm-hmm. don't like this craziness, bizarreness, running out with Black Lives Matter and breaking into homes. You know, they broke into some homes here also when they brought their, their, their group over here. Um, right. So they don't like that. They're, they're kind of private people. They're, they're full, as we all. Now, I'll tell you the truth. My district is beautiful. My people are beautiful. And I feel that, you know, uh, they are aligned with the same values that I'm going to help protect for them, which is education, safety and security, NYPD, absolutely 150%. I've been with the rallies. I've been at the rallies even out of my district. I went to the one in Manhattan. I went to the mm-hmm. Tony Teddy Roosevelt. They were going to take down the statue. Then I went to the Bronx one. Uh, I went to the Bayside one because we need to do the right thing. And I'm not the type to sit down and watch this. So I told right. my husband, I'm running, and that's it. Let's just do it. That's how I did it. I, I, I have a I, I'm, I'm very familiar with the with the neighbor. I was just you know there in September. Uh, mm-hmm. One one of the things that I've all, has always struck me about the Little Neck Douglas Town area and Bayside is it's very very family oriented. Uh, Correct. Yes, and and, and 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 the homes are really really nice and well kept. So it's, it's yeah. we're, we're talking about a community that is middle class, upper middle class. That's and, correct. And, That's correct. So when, have you done some data and uh, um, gathering in regards to how many of these individuals are still voting liberal when their taxes are going to go through the roof? Uh, New York City and New York State, have, they, they have a $14.5 billion budget, I mean deficit. Uh, you know, the, uh, the police department now, it's basically, you know, they're handcuffed, you know, they took Fractured. the, uh, and in fact, the anti-narcotic unit out of, out of the way. I mean, crimes, I mean, New York is heading in the direction we're heading in the direction that Chicago has been with the number. I Correct. mean, it reminds and me, I, it, it, I, remind, it, it reminds me, it reminds me again of the, and, and Mark, Correct me if I'm wrong. It reminds me of the David Dinkins era. Correct. Yeah, actually, it, it, it's looking even worse. No, I think it's I even think worse. That, yeah, because the, at, at least Dinkins tried to make the appearance that he wasn't, uh, you know, a uh, pro-violent criminal moron, as opposed to de Blasio, who wears that on his sleeve. Or I, I, I like well, Strickle Gruber. His name, is his, not really, his name German is not really. His name is not really. You know whatever the hell that was again. I don't. Oh yeah, care. I call him Triple Baruba. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, I have the data, and the data is interesting. There are certain uh, sections that are most that are like eighty percent red. Okay. And then there are other sections that are my numbers are obviously not as favorable. Um, the thing is how they vote is interesting. Some of the Democrats have been voting Republican, but they just haven't changed on the register. Uh, and I have okay. three lines. 
I have a Republican, conservative, and I'm working on the independent line. So it's going to be something that they're going to have to decide what they want to do. But I think that I'm going to have a lot of help. I'm going to tell you why. Because New York still has till November 3rd. So give it a moment. This is going to get worse. And unfortunately, some New Yorkers don't understand until it hits their house. I know it's so crude to say that, but they just, some of them just don't get it until somebody breaks into the house or they actually experience the chaos themselves. You know, um, there are people that just drive around with their hair up and they're getting their nails done and they don't know what's going on in the world. They don't understand. They don't know. They don't want to know. And if I bring it up, I'm the bad guy, you know? <laughs> we're always the bad guy if we bring it up. We're negative. No, the world is – New York is negative. You know, your leaders are negative. You, you, you know, and it, you're seeing consequences of years of voting Democrat, and obviously we have a problem now. Now, to stop the gravy train, you have to get some elected officials to create balance so that right. there is a discussion about what's right or wrong, and we balance it out instead of just – you know, we're going to do this because we don't like Trump. I mean, we all know that painting was there, you know, just to spite Trump. But why are you emotional about it? You know, what mm-hmm. put that there? That's a street. We have no, let me tell you something. I've been to the city I went two days ago. I thought I was going to cry. It's, it's dead. There's nobody out. And then if you go behind um, Penn Station, you've got all the right. trailers and all the, it's looking like, you know, Nancy Pelosi's place. And yes. so this is what their ideology is. So to wake up the public, yes, there's, there's a lot of hidden people that are just like, I'm voting for Trump, but they can't say anything. Look at the environment we've created. What is this? You know what I'm saying? We, we, we were okay to openly accept, you know, Obama for eight years. And all of a sudden you have this president who's basically getting hammered 24 hours a day. Uh, and there's no, you know, it's just, Listen, all I have to say is the more, the more media I can get, the better. If I get into the spot, Queens will definitely be saved as far as my district. If I can do anything beyond the district, I would help everybody. But right now, we're, we're in a very dangerous state, and this could go either way. If it goes to the left, we're finished. If we get a right. little balance with the Republicans, then we might be okay. We might be able to grab seats as we go along. But my right. seat here is very important because this guy is a specific communist. He is a seasoned thief. He had, uh, I just did homework on him. I was ready to throw up. Um, He basically had straw donations up to the tune of $27,000. He had a woman intern that worked for him. Money was missing, and somebody had to get arrested, so he blamed her, and they took her away. She was all of maybe 20 years old. Wow. He He had to step down for one of his positions. So, but he, he has something I don't, and this is, this is, I'm going to be honest. He's a politician, number one, okay? <laughs> and number two, he's a seasoned politician. So he knows the game all too well. What concerns me the most is him cheating, because that's what they love to do, and they're going crazy now with the mail-in ballots. Did you notice? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So what did I do? I called my Republican Party and told them, you guys better kick it up a notch. And I'm able to get poll workers, so hopefully we can try to balance that out, too. But, you know, we're in a dangerous uh, place right now. Elisa, I, ha- I have a question. It's, it, it, have you been in touch with Mike Long? Mike Long is the, was the head of the conservative 
party in, 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 in New York? Yes. You know, you're the third person who asked me that. So the person who endorsed me was Tom Long. Do you know if there's any affiliation with Tom Long? Because he is the person who endorsed me here in Queens. No, I know Mike. Mike, uh, All right, I'll I try to get to him. If you, yeah, Mike, yeah. I, as a matter of fact, uh, I, I had a TV show uh, in Brooklyn. And um, right. some of the uh, – he came down – to the program one day. Um, mm-hmm. so, so, yeah, he is very influential in, 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 in the conservative and Republican Party throughout the whole state. But uh, let me let me tackle okay. another question in regards to New York. The, the exodus, the exodus of people li- living in New York because of the cost of living, uh, the number of jobs, the, 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 the new normal, which is going to be uh, – telework, remote, a lot of those buildings, those skyscrapers, they're going to be empty. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, lost correct. Reve- that's, correct. that's lost revenue that the city is going to take and upstate is going to take an even bigger hit because they get a lot of right. funding. So um, the, the future doesn't look bright for, for the city that no. we all love. Especially in the direction in the direction that that we're heading, uh, I think politicians or non-politicians have to step up and say enough is yes. enough. That's correct, and I'm not a seasoned politician. As I said, I'm just a woman who just can't take it anymore. And since I yeah. have, I feel that I have the the right combination to be able to relate relate to all of my citizens here that I've been in this community for so long now, uh, my heart's in the right place to save it. But I will say something else. You know, just one last thing. I was on um, Instagram, uh, no, uh, LinkedIn. Now, LinkedIn is a uh-huh. professional site, and I kind of keep right. everything very professional on that site. You gotta, I have a lot of investors, bankers, I mean, big, big wig people on there. I cannot tell you how many times I ask them to – either come with me, help me, because I want to help them, they're going to be directly affected by this. These investors, yes. these big, wealthy, multi-buildings, when they can't get tenants out three, four years, mm-hmm. um, they're getting affected, but they haven't faced it yet. They haven't faced their reality. I have because I, I was a banker, and they did it to the bankers. So I am very familiar on the way that they work. And let me tell you, when they want to do something, they will. So I don't know what to say about those folks, but the, but if they're just sitting there collecting their rents for now, thinking that it's not going to affect them, they should jump on somebody's bandwagon, whether it's some a Republican running, because you know they do have the resources to help us and push us, to help us win this election, to help so that they can help me and others, so we can help them. Does that make any sense? Mm-hmm. They keep electing and giving money to the crooks. Okay, the PBA gives to the Democratic Party, the same party who stabbed them in the back with the new laws. So right. I don't understand it all, but what you just said is right, because they're dirty politics. And you mm-hmm. see, they don't care about anybody but the cash. And right. they'll, do, they'll get their cash at any cost. And that includes pedophilia and anything else they can throw in there. They don't care. It's that simple. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, Mark, um, you have a question for Lisa. 
No, I, I admire her tenacity. I wish you luck. Uh, I've long lost any of my contacts to that area of Queens. Uh, although, although there's several pints of my blood in those neighborhoods that you have uh, mm-hmm. mentioned, you know, because I'm, I'm pre-Giuliani New York City. Correct. You know, you talk yeah. about I was mugged four times you know, before Giuliani. You right, know, because I used to go all yeah. over the city. Um, but uh, good, good luck, and uh, I, I know what you're saying. Uh, I don't even look look at it as we have a media anymore. Uh, it just seems to be the PR arm of the DNC. All of them, they they make me right. sick. Uh, I wanted to say this to our previous guest with Fox. Uh, sometimes I watch Fox in the morning just because I want to see what's going on. And right. I get angry because at the bottom of the screen or any text that they throw in while the show is on is all left-wing pseudo-crap. And yep. I, I can't even watch them for long anymore. Uh, and right. I, I don't watch Hannity Law. I've started to watch Tucker again. And I think Tucker's right. really on his game. And I'm sorry yep. that they haven't responded to you. And I... Uh, I used to be, I was on Fox, but uh, all the emails I have are all gone. I guess the people left. Yeah, well, so I no, don't know anyone okay. at Fox to well, reach out well, to. Well, we're, 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 we're going we're to try and help Elisa. Uh, Kent, Kent is very connected with uh, Fox. He's still very connected with Fox because he was, oh, he, was the, uh, he, he headed the editorial <clears throat> team at Fox. Um, I will talk Wait. to him. I will talk to him Wait, uh, in regards, and he knows he's he's friends with Tucker and all, all that. So I'll I'll be in touch. We'll be in touch with you. And um, great. But I want to touch if once you get into uh, the Senate, I know that you want to tackle the bell repeal bell reform. But I think one one yeah. of the other things that I would love for you to touch once you get in there is making sure that that Cuomo pays for what he did and taking infected patients and putting them back in a nursing home and Mm -hmm. then giving immunity, because I don't know if anyone knows this, but Governor Cuomo has given immunity to nursing homes and hospitals, so you cannot sue them. Am I correct correct in saying that? Disgusting. Yes, I do believe so. There are many, many groups. And I'm actually part of them. Um, Justice for seniors. And yeah. if you look on my state pen, uh, my state page or my Facebook, you'll probably find that group. I actually went down to Manhattan a few weeks ago, and I met a woman who did lose her mom, who was nice and healthy. And as soon as Cuomo put in a bunch of people into that place infected, her mother did die. And so there are groups out there, and I've been trying to work with them collaboratively to try to figure out a plan that we can actually go after him. So, yes, that's one of my goals as well. I just happen to be on one of those groups, and uh, I'm fully in support with him paying because it's war. Actually, you know what he really is? You know what he is? A war criminal. I thought about it today. Because if you openly allow people to get attacked, and you know it's a problem, and you know they're getting attacked, then how is he any different than a war criminal? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, I hate to be that direct, but hey, you know. Uh, you know, you you, you, so there's my you, <laughs> you 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 got you you have that Brooklyn Long Island 
You got that yeah, in Queens <laughs> attitude. You got that Queens Long Island attitude. That's right. I'm telling you. He's going to yeah. have a problem. Even though he's more powerful than me, I'm more charismatic and I come from the heart. And you can feel it and, set and hear it the minute I start talking. So, you know what? I don't do speeches. It comes from the heart. My message will always be the same. Protection, law and order, backing the NYPD, fixing our educational system, preserving the special gifted program that's called the, the SHSAT. That is an actual uh-huh. it's a passing exam, but it gets you into specialized high school like bronze science. They want to take that out. They think it's racist. Okay? Well, you know, so bro, the bronze science, bronze science, Stuyvesant, Bronx Science and Stuyvesant, you know, that, that, that's the cream of the crop in, in public exactly. high schools in New York. that's what they want to stop. I yeah. went to Stuyvesant. I was a Stuyvesant that, well, guy. You went, to the cream of, you went to the cream of the crop. You went to the cream of yeah, the crop. If you work hard, you should be allowed to reap the rewards. That's fair. Yeah. That's, that yeah. to me, is fair. If you're a hard worker... You worked for it. You shouldn't be entitled to to get what you, what's. You know, it, it's funny. You know, person. it's funny, man, that you're running against an Asian, because what yeah. they want to do with the specialized high schools yep. specifically yeah. targets Asians more than even yes. whites. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> yes, that's right. Well, so what they uh, want is they want to mix it up, but the problem is that most of the students that get in happen to be whatever it is. You know what I mean? You can't control that. If, if somebody's working hard, then they should do be racist by even bringing that up. You get what I'm saying? Definitely. They're racist. <laughs> They're racist because they got rid of the police and Harlem's on fire. So yes. now that whole community is upset because now they have nobody to defend them. They took away Aunt Jemima. That's firing somebody. Nobody realizes that. Aunt Jemima was the first black millionaire. First female black millionaire. Look it up. They, right. She got royalties for that. This wasn't a favor. So they fired her. They took her off. That's firing her. You're racist. That's right. why the woman, and by the way, I know that conservative, the woman who uh, put blue all over the, uh, in the front at Trump Tower, she was arrested three times. <laughs> did you guys mm. see that? Yes. Yes, well, I she, did. She's a conservative. She's a very nice lady. I met her at the Saving Teddy Roosevelt. They want to take down that statue, too. But this is all a plan, guys. The plan is to remove our history, remove everything, remove God, remove Jesus, remove the Judaic values, the Christian Judaic values. They don't want that. They want the God of money. That's what yeah. they want. And they want, all to, they want us to go along with that, and I'm not doing it. I'm Definitely. representing my people. I'm not doing it. Yeah, Lisa, we have we have a couple minutes, uh, five minutes to go. I yeah. want to touch on a couple <laughs> more things. Since you're part Puerto Rican, uh, what yeah. was your t- what was your take on Goya? This whole what we what was our initial conversation with Ken? The fighting, you know, well, you the know boycott. that I like Goya. That's the first thing. <laughs> <laughs> so you know okay, that was, thing. and I've always been Goya, so that's not happening. That's number oh, one. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> definitely. Goya in the house. Uh, but I'm saying, uh, in the house, brother. That's what was, what was, what, yeah, what was the, uh, what was the, your take in regards to the, uh, the backlash, you know, against well, I, the. Well, I think it's been positive because what happened was it, threw, it was, it backfired. 
see, everything mm-hmm. that changes stories, it's got to, they get slapped in the face for it, and they get knocked down, and then they come back up and think of something new. So we already knew that they were going to attack Goya, and you know what? Everybody went out and bought Goya. I could okay. swear that their numbers went up. If I was oh, yeah. to Mr. Goya today, his numbers went up. So it backfired. So what we do is we back the people that are having trouble. So in other words, they attack Goya, we attack them, or we protect Goya. That's what we do. Because Goya had a, a lot. He was amazing. And you know what? He was straight to the heart. I love that. And he didn't care if he was going to get knocked over or not. He took a chance, and I like that. That is a true, you see, Puerto Ricans, I got to tell you, <laughs> I thought I'm just Puerto Rican and I'm saying it, but we really are pretty straight people down the line, and we're fair. You know, we've, right. we've also had our challenges. My mother came here in, from Puerto Rico when she was in 1965 with her three kids and left her husband, her ex-husband in Puerto Rico. I mean, in, uh, yeah. And she came here, and they used in those days, I don't know if you remember this, but there were a lot of Puerto Ricans that came in around that time. Oh, yeah. And they used to mm-hmm. look at my mother and say, dirty spit, and, and spit at her, okay? So my mother said, okay, I'm not a dirty spit. I'm going to rise above, and she did. She married my father. He's a professional. Um, she also went back to school. All my family is educated. It comes from a family of eight. There's eight of us. And it's a really crazy combination because I'm a practicing Jew, but we've got Christians and Catholics amongst my whole family. So... But she came here, and so I've experienced myself racism in a way, and I understand that. I understand that language, but that does not, that's not an excuse. That's actually a motivator, okay? Right. So when, when I'm not told I can't do something because, you know, I'm either, maybe when I opened it, my businesses I was too young or I didn't have enough money, you know what? When people tell me that, I want it even more. It's a motivator. So I also want to reach out to young, you know, maybe in different areas that need help or guidance. I want to try to help them and teach them that they can do something. So there's some things I would like to do, too, reach out centers and stuff. I have a lot of ideas to really help the community. Definitely, definitely. No, And and before we got two minutes to go, I want to cover what's the status of uh, COVID in Queens in your area? area i mean because queens and, and yeah. certain areas of queens were very you know that were hit really hard uh right. 30 seconds on that uh not bad actually everybody's very um covid safe so everybody pretty much everybody's wearing masks the restaurants are all you know very compliant and making sure that everyone's safe um even at restaurants when you get a drink there's no cups the paper cups and straws, oh. so you don't have to worry about other people, you know, spit or anything like that. And so we are practicing safety, and I think it's because we all care about each other. So Definitely. I don't see any sick people, to be honest with you, and I don't know anybody personally that has COVID here in Queens. So I think we're, we're making a good recovery here. I think we're doing okay. Fantastic. A quick, your website yes. and, and any other information that you need to uh, give any, any of our listeners. Sure. So I, I do have a fundraiser I'd like to share with you. Yeah, uh, the real, fundraiser is going to be, obviously, I'm going to be there. So it's going to be a great evening of uh, networking and supporting me and our community. And it's going to be at El Paco in Little uh-huh. Mac. Okay. And that happens to be in Queens. It's on Northern right. Boulevard. Right. And it's August 3rd from okay. 7 to 11. Fantastic. And I have... I do have the flyers and all the registrations on 
my Arisa for NY Senate, which is my Facebook page. Fantastic. Well, thank okay. you, Arisa. Thank you for coming. Uh, uh, thank you. Keep us posted. Keep us posted. And, and before the election, uh, we'll have you back on the show. And That'd be great. Um, definitely. And I'll, I'll, I'll be in touch with you. All right. Have a, thank you again for coming. Have a great week. God bless America. Thank you. Mark. Thank you. I wanted to say our sponsor is Students for a Better yes. Future. Good old Bless Doreen. you guys. Thank you so All much. All right. Thank you. Have a great okay, one. And we'll care. see each other next week with another fantastic guest on Broadcasting Politics with Cisco and Falso. Falso. All good right. Night, Have a, good night.